Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Colossians 1, 9 through 14, called A Prayer for Growth. Now we know the metaphors in the Bible kind of switch around and we know we got to move from milk to meat. And I remember in our household, we had to have a formal ceremony when we retired the Baba. Because the Baba is a comfort thing. You go, you go to sleep with it. So one day, I can't remember which of the boys it was, I had to do a formal ceremony and I, dad had to step in because the bottle, it, there was a lot of drama going on with the bottle and it was time to move on. And I said, do you see the Baba? The Baba's going bye-bye. Baba, (laughs) bye-bye. And we did a formal ceremony where I dropped it in the trash can outside. Gone. Did a salute. (laughs) We need to grow. (laughs) Verse 9, chapter 1. For this reason also. Now Paul mentioned that when you read scripture and you see something like that, He asked the question, for what reason? Well, because Paul had heard about this incredible faith in this church. He was informed, verse 8, about their love in the Spirit. This was a a great church. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, heard of your faith, your love, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled. The Greek word is plerao. It's the same word used to be filled with the Holy Spirit in Ephesians 5. Since the day we heard about your faith, we we have not ceased to pray that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will. Now, if you're taking taking notes, if you're a note taker, um, this is the prayer, and the first point of the prayer is to pray for somebody to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Now, how many of you struggle sometimes with knowing God's will? Every hand in this place should go up. Because sometimes it's difficult, especially in specific situations where we're wondering about a job or a move or what we should do in this case or that case. And we struggle sometimes with the will of God. And so Paul, the first plank of his prayer for the Colossian believers is, I'm praying that you would be filled with the knowledge of God's will, that you would be full of God's will, notice, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. You could translate it this way, by means of all spiritual wisdom and insight. The prayer is to be filled with God's will, to know God's will. The vehicle is spiritual wisdom and insight. Now, how do you get spiritual wisdom and insight? Well, you get it primarily through the Word of God, but the Holy Spirit can also nudge us and speak to us, but we already know that the Spirit is spoken through the Word of God, so the first place we want to go is the Word of God. We want to make sure that we're looking at what God has already said. If you're doing something that's against the Bible verse that's clear in its context, then you're wrong. So sometimes we're looking for loopholes and we try to find a book that gets us off the hook, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, well, this book says what I'm doing is all right. Well, let's see what the book says about what you're doing, right? Amen? This is where spiritual wisdom and insight come from. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 2. Now, Proverbs is a book on wisdom. So if you're ever looking for wisdom, you might want to go to the book of Proverbs. Go to chapter 2 for a second. Proverbs chapter 2. And here's what the Lord says through our author, Solomon. Proverbs 2, look at verse 1. 
He says, my son, if you will receive my sayings and treasure my commandments within you, Proverbs 2, 2. Make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. If you cry for discernment, Proverbs 2, 3, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, Proverbs 2, 5, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Now, Paul says, I'm praying that you would be filled with wisdom, with knowledge and understanding. Now, when Paul wrote this, we didn't have the entire New Testament finished, but we had the Apostles' Doctrine, which was moving around the church, and some of the letters had been written at this point as well. He goes on to say, look at verse 8, guarding the, uh, excuse me, verse 7, he stores up sound wisdom, Proverbs 2, 7, for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Guarding the paths of justice, he preserves the way of his godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity in every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you and understanding will watch over you to deliver you from the way of evil from the man who sp speaks perverse things. Now, Psalms is just before this. Go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, look at verse 105. Psalm 119. Verse 105. It's a long psalm, so you have to turn a little bit ahead. And here's what the writer says. Of all the things that I could say to you in this uh, section about wisdom and the word of God, here's what he says. Uh, go back to 104. He says, Psalm 119, 104, From thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is what? It's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The primary source for wisdom for the Christian is the word of God. Everybody, just look up to my right, your left. That Bible verse, can we read it together? Sanctify them in the truth. Thy word is truth. See the word sanctify? That means to set apart, to make one holy. The way, the way you get sanctified, the way you become more like the Lord is by staying in the truth. And Jesus prayed this in John 17. He said, your word is truth. So the more that we get the word of God into us, go back to Colossians 1, the more we have the light of God directing our path, a path obviously, is a walk. It's a walk of wisdom, Colossians chapter 1. And this is what we need, and this is what Paul is praying for. Even though these people are saved, he's praying, Colossians 1, uh, verse 9, for wisdom and spiritual understanding. This is what we need to pray for our brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. This is a biblical prayer. Sometimes we, we, we uh, say, I'm going to get more serious about prayer and we say, okay, here I am on my knees. I want to pray for so-and-so and such-and-so. -and -so. Now what? Oh, I remember, uh, now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> no, that, that prayer won't work. Uh, the Lord's Prayer. That's a good prayer, right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's a good model, a good pattern. But here is a pattern. And actually, uh, this is something that Charles Stanley some years ago uh, kind of made put before us, and, and it's this, that this is a biblical prayer to pray for those who maybe are new to the faith or someone who's been walking with the Lord for a long time, that they would know his will, 
that they would have knowledge of his will. Look at verse nine again in Colossians one. It says that they would have knowledge of his will. See the word knowledge there? It's a Greek word called epinosis. The, one of the things that were, was coming at the Colossian church was there was a group called the Gnostics. And their most famous word was gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S. Now, Gnosticism didn't become a full system until the next century, but there were early forms of it in this century. And here's what the Gnostics were saying. They were saying, there's some secret, special knowledge that you can only get through passwords and special you know, codes and that kind of thing. And that's how you access this stuff. And Paul says, look, I'm praying that you not only have Gnosis, but epinosis. This is an, an intensified form of the word. It means that you can have spiritual understanding from God. There's not some special category out there for people who have to be you know, into the club. You already have God's wisdom. It's right here. Do you know that uh, in the years of the uh, church, as time went by, the common man didn't have access to the Bible? Do you know people died they actually spilled their blood that the common man could have the Bible. To put the Bible into English and other languages, people actually died at the stake for it. And we take it for granted. Sometimes our Bibles just collect dust. But people wanted to get the Bible into your hands and they actually gave their blood. They sacrificed their life that the word of God would get into our hands. And this is how we know the will of God. And so they were, they were, all these lies were being told to them. But Paul says in Ephesians 1.17, he says, I'm praying that God would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowledge of him. I pray, Ephesians 1.18, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Paul's prayer is that they might fully grasp and live out the word of God. That's what we want. Your word's a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have what? Hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. This is how we get wisdom for living. It's through the living and abiding word of God. This is how we understand the will of the Lord. I told you that Ephesians, which is just a few pages before Colossians, go over there. Ephesians is kind of the twin letter to Colossians. Go to Ephesians 5, look at verse 15, and it says these words. Ephesians 5, 15 says, Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. Ephesians 5, 16, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And don't get drunk with wine, that's dissipation, that's a waste, but be filled with the Spirit. Filled with knowledge, filled with the Spirit, I think they're the same. I think when you're filled with the Spirit, you're filled with knowledge. Would you not agree? He's called the teacher or the Spirit of truth in John 16. So when you're filled with the Spirit, you're going to walk in knowledge. The Holy Spirit is God. So when you're filled with the Spirit, you're going to be going in a direction that pleases God. You're not going to be doing something wacky or off kilter or whatever. You're, the Holy Spirit came to glorify Jesus to align us with the Word of God and the will of God. So to be filled with the Spirit is really to be filled with the knowledge of God. But it's not just the knowledge of God. What we need is the power of God. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a long-time listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. And don't get drunk with wine. That's dissipation. That's a waste. But be filled with the Spirit. Filled with knowledge. Filled with the Spirit. I think they're the same. I think when you're filled with the Spirit, you're filled with knowledge. Would you not agree? He's called the teacher or the spirit of truth in John 16. So when you're filled with the spirit, you're going to walk in knowledge. The Holy Spirit is God. So when you're filled with the spirit, you're going to be going in a direction that pleases God. You're not going to be doing something wacky or off kilter or whatever. The Holy Spirit came to glorify Jesus to align us with the word of God and the will of God. So to be filled with the Spirit is really to be filled with the knowledge of God. But it's not just the knowledge of God. What we need is the power of God. Harry Ironside, uh, a pastor from some years back, he's written several commentaries, is a great example of a preacher full of God's Word. Under his mother's guidance, Harry began to memorize Scripture when he was three years old. By the age of 14, he had read through the Bible 14 times, once for each year of his life. During the rest of his life, he read the Bible through at least once a year. A pastor friend told me of a Bible conference in which Harry Ironside was there with two other preachers. During the conference, the speakers discussed their approaches to personal devotions. Each man shared what he had read from the Word that morning. When it was Ironside's turn, he hesitated and then said, I read the book of Isaiah this morning. Uh, The book of Isaiah happens to be 66 chapters. And it's not light reading. That tells us something about uh, the word of God comes out of a life that sows to it. Amen. Whatever a man sows to, that he is going to what? Reap. It's just going to come out. Now, some of you are thinking, man, I have barely time to eat dinner some days. How do I do this? Well, instead of listening to other stuff, listen to the Bible in your car. You say you have an ear gate, you have an eye gate. There's different ways to get the word of God into you. And sometimes just listening to it is is a great thing. You're you're on the 91 for two hours, turn on sermons. You could have like a traveling seminary in your car. You know, in my early years, before I became a pastor, I was in sales. I was an outside salesperson for a company. 
And I got a lot of my Bible training just by listening to Christian radio all day long. I would listen to 10, 15 sermons a day. I couldn't get enough of it. And some of you are that way right now. You're just beginning to understand the Bible and the Word of God, and you're seeing connections and prophecy and the beauty of the wisdom of Almighty God, and you just can't get enough, and that's great. Just keep doing it, because God will bring you growth in your life. Now, the second part of Paul's prayer in verse 10, he says, so that you may walk. When you get the right wisdom, you get the right walk. You might want to write that down. When you get the right wisdom, you get the right walk. There is always a direct connection between what you take in and how you walk. Amen? It's basic, right? You are what you eat, the old commercial said, from your head down to your feet. How many of you remember that one? healthy eating campaign. Man, my, my little sayings from years gone by are hitting less and less of you. Most of you are what is, he, what is he talking about? Just never mind. Strike it from the record. You will always walk out what you take in. You will. As a man thinks, so he is. And so, when we get the wisdom of God into our hearts and minds, we, we wonder, there's a whole segment of the Christian church today, you kind of wonder if they even understand the basics. You know, they do surveys today of Bible knowledge, and I'll tell you what, it's getting more and more sad as the years go by. People can't even name the four Gospels. You ask people who preached the Sermon on the Mount, and they're like, ah, uh, In Britain, they did a survey, and they started to name superheroes that they thought were in the Bible. Not joking, like Superman, that kind of thing. It's a sad commentary. For some people, the Bible just seems like a closed book. Have you noticed that for some people, they don't even want to touch it? <laughs> hey, let's open up. Why? You know, you get into this book, and it's just so rich and deep. But the devil wants to keep you from this book. This book... It's been attributed to several different people that said this. This book will keep you from sin. And sin will keep you from this book. There's people who don't, they don't want to open it. They don't want to hear it because they know that there's going to be light rays that go into their life. But it's good, man. It's like a searchlight. And when it comes in, yeah, the word of God does some house cleaning. But it's good house cleaning, isn't it? <laughs> Sometimes it hurts a little, but... He says, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in how many? All respects. Here it is. Bearing fruit, the participle here is present and continuous, in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Notice how the right knowledge connects to the right life or the right walk. Just in the next chapter, look at uh, chapter 2, verse 6. Chapter 2, verse 6, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. And notice how it moves into verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world rather than according to Christ. This is it. We want to walk out 
what we believe. And the only way we can get, strengthen our walk is to get into the word of God and have the dynamic power of Almighty God. Remember, this is a prayer that Paul is praying for them. He prays that they would be wise. He prays that they would walk in a manner worthy of their calling. The word worthy is axios in Greek, and it, and it means to balance the scales. When we look at people, what do we usually want to measure? We want to usually see if their talk measures up with their walk, right? And we say stuff like this, well, practice what you preach, preacher. And, and we're, we're, we're with that, right? We understand that. Because there should be an ever more leveling. At first, when you're a Christian, it's kind of like this on the scales. Right? But then, here's the image. This is actually what the Greek word means, a worthy walk. It means you start to balance the scales between who you are and how you live. It takes time. I celebrate grace every single day. Saved by grace, through faith. But I still want to walk out who I am. And I fail every day. But I want to balance the scales more and more so that they start tipping at least in the right direction. So I haven't been a Christian for 10 years and it's still... Right? We want to try to balance the scales. We want to get more weightiness, more substance. We should be saying stuff like this. Lord, I want to be a man or woman of honor. I don't care if the world's like this. I want to balance the scales. And you say, well, pastor, this all sounds so good, but how do you do it? Here's the next plank of the prayer, verse 11. Paul prays that they would be strengthened, look at verse 11, with all power. Don't you love that? Strengthened with all power according to whose might? His, God's glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously. Now, strengthened is the word dunamao. It's the idea of giving ability to make someone capable. I can do... Praise God, you guys already know the verse. I can do all things through Christ. You've been listening to A Prayer for Growth, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. And that was Pastor Michael's teaching in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 14. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the Living Truth app is a great way to stay up to date with what we're doing here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Bible studies, family events, and of course, worship services. If you're out of the area, the LT app has a lot for you too. You can watch and listen to Pastor Michael's latest teachings. Download the Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now here's Pastor Michael. Well, you've heard the old joke, don't pray for patience because then God will stretch you and try to make you more patient, right? <laughs> it could be a dangerous prayer. But hey, the Bible actually has prayers that talk about us growing in patience. It's true. And how do we grow in patience? Well, certainly patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so as we pray, the Lord will make us more patient because we'll be clothing ourselves with the spiritual resources from heaven. So you may say, hey, I, I, don't, I feel like the most impatient person on the planet and I'm a believer and what's going on and where's the fruit? I get it. And sometimes, man, it's just a few little adjustments where you can feel the Lord's patience kind of 
retrench itself in your life and you can get back there. It, it, it's not, it's not an unreachable goal. And I feel like someone is listening right now who's saying, I've tried everything and, and I can't get there. Well, that's because you have been trying. <laughs> Let the Lord do it through you. It's a fruit. Patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, <laughs> not a fruit of you trying harder. It's a fruit of you submitting, surrendering more. Amen. <laughs> well, we're having a 10th annual Harvest Fest on October 31st. We've been telling you about it. It's a Halloween alternative safe for the kids. We do it right here on the property of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, where I serve as senior pastor, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. So if you're anywhere within the Inland Empire and you want to drive on out, I'm going to be out there. I would love to meet our listening family. Even if this is not your home church, come on out and visit it's a trunk of treats, celebration, harvest, fests. Um, it's going to be music, games, candy, a cakewalk, fellowship, worship, uh, a lot going on and a lot of fun. And uh, I, I know it'll be a blessing to you. So come on out. If you want to find out information and driving directions, probably the easiest way is go to walkintruth.com and click on the church tab, walkintruth.com. Click on the church tab, Harvest Fest, Halloween night, October the 31st, Sunday night, 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. We'll see you here, and we'll see you right here tomorrow. And join us tomorrow for part three of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 14, called A Prayer for Growth. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.